Welcome to the Best Ever You Show with your host, Elizabeth Hamilton Garino, CEO and founder of the Best Ever You Network, helping you live your life to the fullest. How? Real people, including celebrities, real advice, real places, products, and businesses, real life stories. It's all right here for you with this radio show, printed magazine, websites, community, and more. Remember to visit us online, too, at besteveryou.com. And now here's your host, CEO and founder of the Best Ever You Network, Elizabeth Hamilton Garino. Hello, hello, everybody, and thank you so much for listening to the Best Ever You show here on Sunday night at 9 p.m. Eastern. And our guest is the amazing Fiona Joy Hawkins, and she's, it's 1 o'clock there, Fiona, in Australia. Uh, this is a first yes. for us. No, yeah, it is. Hi. Wow. Hi. Thank you so much for having me on, on your show from 10,000 kilometers away, I guess it is. A long yeah. way. <laughs> Isn't that amazing that we can connect like this live on the radio from Maine to Australia? I know it is from down under where where water goes in the opposite direction even. <laughs> You're going to, oh my gosh. Okay, so where, I, let me, I, I have so many questions about Australia aside from just everything. But anyway, okay, so I'm going to direct people to FionaJoy.com and FlowTheGroup.com as we're talking in case they want to learn more about you and so forth. And then you are on Twitter. I just tweeted out we're live with you. You are Fiona Joy Music on Twitter. And um, we'll yes, put some other correct. links out too. You got social media everywhere. But are there any other websites or those two are um, where we should direct people? Yeah, and I think if, yeah, if people wherever people listen to music, they'll certainly find my music. So it's it's all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> uh so you are mainstream composer, pianist, vocalist with a with a really big following. This is an international following. So this is just a treat. During now I I'm thank you so much. Uh, yeah, I'm just so excited and I'm going to get tongue tied and not know all the things that you know and all that good stuff. But we <laughs> promised to cover for for my lack of of knowledge of the complete music industry like you have. But you know one of the thing one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on the show so badly is because you have done amazing things for people during the pandemic. Can we just start there? Because I'm sure, like everybody else, your your world is upside down from live in-person events and all the good things that you have done for years and years and years. How have you adjusted? Well, and, and it even started before the pandemic because Australia had bushfires back in December and January. So that was how that was how we started off our, our year. And then we went into the pandemic after that. So it was a double whammy. You know, firstly, we had to cope with just the horrors of those bushfires and the fact that we lost. And I can't remember the exact numbers, but it was something like billion animals in the fires. It was just absolutely awful. And I had... Yeah, and I had to kind of think, you know, what can I do to survive this emotionally? How do you get through this? And for me, the only way that I could really cope with it was to try and do something, something positive, you know, use my music to raise money for wildlife and firefighters. So, so that's what I did. I love it. And, and um, you're, you have live streamed concerts. How can people join in on that? 
if yeah. they want to. Well, I'm actually I'm live streaming from Facebook from my music page, which is Fiona Joy Hawkins Music, because when the pandemic started, of course I couldn't tour, and probably a third of of my income was from touring in China and the US, and that completely dried up. And I thought, well, okay, so I've got a piano in my living room, I have an iPhone. And I can just I can just live stream. So that's what I started doing. And it's been a wonderful thing to do because I've been able to reach out to people that are stuck at home, people that need to connect and um, and listen to music. And the beautiful thing about live streaming on Facebook is that it becomes like a little kind of like a little family event where everybody <laughs> that joins in can chat to each other. And I have my PR person, Beth Hilton, she moderates and everybody says, hi, how are you going? And how's little Apollo? And everybody knows everyone's pet's names and people can connect there every Friday. It's Friday um, Sydney time in Australia at 11 o'clock, which I think is, is Los Angeles around four o'clock in New York about seven o'clock and everybody joins in and yeah and just I don't know you you feel connected even though you're stuck at home by yourself <laughs> do you like that better than a, a gigantic auditorium or, or staying mm. like that oh I'm not sure if I should answer that question. I probably should. I shouldn't say this, but I, I actually prefer to play live because there's there's just nothing like that energy that you have in a live space and that, that feeling of having an audience and knowing when you've done okay and they clap. Whereas when I'm playing at home, even though I, I know I'm doing something good for people that are stuck, I don't have any feedback from them. So I finish the song and it's just, me and the iPhone, you know, and you think, okay, so you feel a little bit sort of self-conscious because you don't know what the reaction is at the other end. So I have to admit, I prefer to walk onto a stage and play for a live audience. Yeah, I'm not sure I prefer either one of those. <laughs> I've had the worst <laughs> trouble. <laughs> I've had the worst trouble with, well, not really, but um, I'm I'm okay in either one. But um, the the Facebook one, when you go Facebook Live, to me, uh, it's a little bit odd because it's just people sort of, unless I haven't figured the technology out right, it's people typing comments to you rather than actually talking back and forth. Um, yes, it is. And because I'm playing the piano while they're typing and Beth sees it all and she types back to them, but I actually don't get to see anything. You know, I've just, I'm just doing a concert as if I'm on a stage so um, it's a really different feeling, don't you think? Doesn't it, doesn't it feel completely different when you do it? Uh, yeah, I, I do agree with you completely. You know, one of the things as we go from uh, audio into video, one of the things that I'd love to schedule with you is a, like a little Zoom so I could, so we could have uh, like a little private best ever you concert or something like that. It could be so absolutely adorable because Zoom is different. Zoom um, people, you know, we're going to, we would mute microphones, but they can actually see you. And then at the end of it, yes. everybody can actually talk to you and so forth. Do you do that at all? Um, I just discovered Zoom, but I haven't used it for music concerts. I've been doing a couple of music classes because I figure, you know, during this whole pandemic thing, when we're stuck at home, I thought I might as well kind of educate myself and find yeah. some other sort of industry things to learn. But I would love to explore Zoom a lot more. Well, maybe we I can be your the, testing the ground. <laughs> we're, we're a real safe, lovely Thank group you. of people. <laughs> yeah. That, wouldn't that be fun? 
That would be heaps of fun. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I think I yeah. think our group, our best ever you community, would really love it. We've got that one. We've got a conversations group with about four thousand people in it, and um, wow, yeah, it's a lot of people. Wow. And so it it's um, you know Chris and I uh, run that group, and we are. I wouldn't say we struggle for content by any stretch because we've got you know uh, many hundred writers on besteveryou.com. But I think I keep wanting to do more um, interviews like this only live and on video with members of our community, even if even if it's just 10 people or whatever, it's still then you can post the video after. And it's kind of like a little it's a treat to have somebody like you do that. So do you find it do you find it's different um, doing an interview to what you normally do with, you know, consulting and training and speaking and being an educator? Is that, is it a completely different direction? Uh, it, it can be my, you know, my wheelhouse is, I'm a journalist. So I was, I have a journalism degree. So I think my wheelhouse rests with interviewing people and so forth. Uh-huh. Rather, I've, tra- I've had jobs where I've trained people and stuff like that. So, you know, I can, I can go back and forth, but, I think I really love, I'm fascinated by other people and I'm fascinated by bringing the people I'm fascinated with to other people to show Uh them and teach them and things like that. Um, Because I, I think that you really never know whose life you touch when you, you know, like if, if I, if I brought you into the best ever you community and we did a video, you have no idea who you might inspire. could be a little kid, a grandkid, you know, I I just yeah. I'm like that. You never know. And for me, touching somebody with my music, and like you say, you don't you don't know what the reaction is going to be. But that's such a huge thing. I had a woman uh, once who ran up on stage at the end of a song and hugged me, and she was crying and she was thanking me because the song that I'd done had touched her life like it it meant something something specifically to her so you're right you never know you never know who you're going to reach and who you're going to make a difference to yeah that's cool do you um okay so what's your latest album it's called moving through worlds and it's taken me I, i was recording it across three years six recording studios, two countries, and even two pianos. So it's, it was quite a large undertaking. And it, finally it's, it's released, and it um, even survived through the bushfires and the pandemic. <laughs> and it came out yeah. in July. And it seems, to, it seems to be helping people, which is lovely. That's all I can ever hope for is that it touches somebody's life and makes a difference. And what is it about? Like if you were going to, to, to tell us what, why it's called Moving Through Worlds, you know, tell, give us give us some insight into into it. <laughs> um, <laughs> I called sense. it okay. In a nutshell, um, it's called moving through worlds because, um, in terms of both the timing in my career, everything I've gone through. Um, for instance, there's one song I wrote when I was 12 years old called For the Roses. And I wrote that for my grandmother's funeral. And then it goes right through. Hmm. There's a 44-year time span, so you can guess my age from that. <laughs> right through <laughs> to being in, in the recording studio and and an improvisation on the day. So that's kind of, the, you know, the simplicity of a young composer's writing compared to the, the sophistication of an impressionistic improvisation by a, a seasoned musician, a world's apart. 
um, and not, not just musically, but also in your maturity and your thinking and, and the storytelling that goes with maturity. So I think the, the idea of moving through worlds was really just about literally covering all of those changes through, through my whole life, I guess, and even, even including the, the bushfires and the pandemic, everything seemed to have just rolled into this album. So there's, mm-hmm. a, there's a lot in it, um, a lot of issues that I've, I've covered, and all of the tracks are sort of telling stories. Each track's got its own, its own little story to tell from a certain period in my life, I guess. <laughs> Do you find... Now, this is sort of a leading question because I think the answer is yes, but um, do you find personally to you that people have slowed down so that they can hear you better right now? Do you find you're reaching Um, people more? I think so. I think we were all stuck on a merry-go-round and I felt very much like life was a little bit of a merry-go-round and maybe that's the silver lining of the pandemic that we have being able to kind of jump off that and maybe things are a little bit, I don't know, a little bit quieter and we can think a little bit more. So I agree with you. Yeah. I feel like I've jumped off the merry-go-round. Yeah. How important are, um, I want to make sure I say his name right too, because I haven't said this out loud before, but Will, is it Ackerman? Did I say that right? Yes. Yes. Good. Yeah. We'll <laughs> we don't want to yeah. mess his name up, <laughs> but I didn't check with you beforehand. And then Tom Eaton. Yeah. How important yeah. are those two people to your life and success and career? I think particularly Will Ackerman, because he was the founder of Wind and Hell Records, has probably been the most important influence in my life, really, or certainly in my music career, absolutely, because as a child, I started writing, you know, very, very young when I was eight years old, and I never quite knew where I fitted in. And I moved to America when I was 21 with my husband. I was married very young. And I heard George Winston for the first time, and that was when I learned about Will Ackerman and that he had produced him and that he had Wyndham Hill Records. And that was the first time where I felt my music had a place like I belonged somewhere where there was actually a name for what I did um, and, and it's a new age you know and I, I feel very much like I belong with that world and that group of musicians and, and Will Ackerman because of Wyndham Hill paved the way for so many musicians to have a sense of belonging and when I first met Will and he was so encouraging and wanted to really help me because I was just a you know I'd grown up in rural Australia Um, my first three albums were recorded on a keyboard I had never recorded on a piano until I arrived at Will Ackerman's studio so he really (laughs) plucked me from obscurity and helped to sort of put me out there and, and break my career. I wouldn't be where I am if it wasn't for Will Ackerman. Isn't that neat? <laughs> yeah. um, yes. we, we're, if you hadn't met him, what do you think you'd be doing? Gosh, I, I really don't know. And it was a close call too because I remember emailing him once and saying, you know, I'd really love to be able to talk to you about my music. And I heard nothing back and I was so disappointed and isn't then that the worst feeling? Wait, 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 isn't that the worst oh, feeling? Can know, we like talk I about know, that? You think, <laughs> you think I'm oh, nobody, I know, and I don't matter. 
I know. And then I read somewhere he said there are three million George Winston wannabes in this world. And Uh. he said that he had had an email from every single one of them. And straight away I thought, okay, that's me. He's, you know, I'm not going to hear from him because that's me. And then I was a finalist in a piano competition for, um, for the new age genres. And I heard from him. He emailed me and he said, Fiona, I think you better come over here and actually record on a piano. So, so I went to his studio and that was, well, that was when I recorded Blue Dreams. So um, what I would be doing if that didn't happen, I have no idea. I would not have found my calling in life. I wouldn't be the person I would hate to think. I couldn't bear to think about what would happen if I hadn't met Will Ackerman. Yeah, that's how important that is to you, huh? The whole moment yes. and him and everything, yeah. But I there's yeah. always defining moments in our lives, you know, and and those it's a sliding doors thing. If you don't grab those moments, if you don't allow them to define your life, you know, they can just slip by you. you you've really got to um, got to look for those moments for sure. Yeah. What if you are? Um, what advice do you have for the millions who don't hear back from somebody like him or him? You have to believe in yourself. If you are driven and passionate about your career and it's something that you truly love, you have to believe in yourself because there are so many people that will try and pull you down um, along the way. And I, I had that too. I had to sort of um, overcome quite a, quite a bit of that along the way. So just believe in yourself and keep going because there will be opportunities. If it's meant to happen, there will be opportunities. Mm, I like that. If it's meant to happen there will be opportunities. Do you, um, what about Tom? Tom Eaton is just absolutely amazing. Tom and I and Will work together and we, we can almost read each other's minds. You know, one person goes to say something and then the, you know, Tom actually just does it before you've even said it. It's like we're all <laughs> thinking the same way. And I think that's got a lot to do with, with Will and how everybody expects the recording um, process to go you know we've all sort of learnt from Will but yeah Tom's amazing an amazing uh, engineer amazing set of ears so I'm very grateful to have met him and be able to work with him and there are other wonderful people I've met along the way as well um, like Cookie Marenko and you know Corin Nelson but I've been very blessed to work with a number of, of incredible people and even you know wonderful session musicians too so I consider myself very lucky yeah yeah, I it's, it's <laughs> I uh I think when you do do you ever feel this way like when you do something creative that um you can't reach people fast enough? I don't know how to write, I still don't quite know how to phrase that right. But sometimes I like feel like I feel like yeah, like you've done something really special and unique and you you almost panic because you don't know how to how to get it out there, how to reach people. And you think, I know this is you special. Know. I know this is good. I think <laughs> I've done something. I think I've done it, but how do I know? How do I get it out there? Um, I, I get that. I get that <sighs> feeling all the time. <laughs> I do too. I really do. I mean, I've got yeah. that. I've got a new little kids book out, Pinky Doodlebug, and I'm just going to oh, wow. say it out loud. It's a it's a cutest yeah. little book and everything like that. But I feel that way. Like how do it's the marketing part of things and I really want to talk about this I don't I don't really want to talk about necessarily for my specific thing but I just want to kind of relate it because I feel this way a lot and and I love advice and I think so many people might be tuning in 
people tune into our show for a variety of different reasons. They may love your music, but a lot of people turn in to, tune into this show for the how'd you do it? What, how do you do it? <laughs> Why do you do it? What do you do? You know, the, the nuts and bolts yeah, of, yeah. Of, yes. of actually doing something cool. Yeah. And um, so we get a lot I, of uh, authors and musicians and, and things yeah. like that. Um, but the marketing part, think, it's one thing. Don't you think? Go ahead. I'll be quiet. Go, go, go. Totally, totally. I, I completely agree with you. You have to have different hats, but you can't put the marketing hat on until you've created the art because you have to have total integrity in that art. Like you've just done with your book. You've written the book. You love the book. And then, and then you've got to somehow take that creative hat off because they don't, the two don't mix. They really, they really don't. <laughs> they put don't, the marketing do they? hat. Oh, no, gosh. put the marketing hat on <laughs> and then go in that direction. And when that marketing hat's on, you, you are in a different mind space. So you don't get to be creative. The only, the only real confusion for me is when you're doing something like a radio interview where you have to have both hats on because you've got to be creative and talk about the creative world but you also have to have the marketing hat on because you have to think in terms of how do you reach the audience but they're they are different hats and for different times and yeah but but creating is the most important part of it yeah it's it's so it's yeah it's just really interesting but sometimes you can feel I, I noticed this one thing it's like such a common theme with people I interview is that they kind of ride a little roller coaster of feeling successful unsuccessful successful unsuccessful you know accolade yeah and it and it sort of comes and goes depending on what they do and some projects won't see success and some will and can you describe that a little bit? Because you have a, a you have a lengthy career and experience with this, I'm sure. I I think that's the nature of creative people. It's it's the way we are. You know, we we question ourselves. We're a little bit fragile. We take the world around us in because we're storytellers. So we're taking everything around us in, and 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 telling a story whether it's a piece of music you know synchronicity whether it's art whether it's poetry whether it's a children's book whether it's music we're taking that story and, and putting it um, into an art form so that it reaches a wider audience but in that process we we're so fragile that often we're quite sort of I don't know it's an emotional roller coaster one minute I think I'm doing okay and I'm really happy and then the next minute I think oh it's dreadful I don't know what I'm doing I'm an imposter (laughs) and it's up and it's down and and you you just want to be you just want to be even keeled and just you know live your life in a straight line but you know what storytellers don't live their lives in a straight line they're up they're down because that's where the stories are so you have to you have to embrace that and you have to understand that or you are not a storyteller I think Mm. (laughs) no I think it's wise advice now you have you get to correct this you have a lot of awards over a hundred awards I'm reading oh do I (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Probably. I knew you were going to say I that. Guess. Humble. Um, hang on. I, gotta I guess. My earphone here. This might make a little bit of a noise to anybody listening. I, gotta move. I have my glasses on and headphones and glasses aren't mixing very well. Um, the, uh, you can't see me, but that's what's going on. Um, uh, yeah, you've got, you've got like 100 awards. And then um, you've got a song, Grace, that was on a Grammy 
winning album in 2014 yes. and you've yes yeah. okay so we have i'm going to keep going here because you've won <laughs> two categories it's cool two categories of the Ind- independent music awards at lincoln center in new york which is a cool place can't wait till i get to go back to new york again i love going to new york yeah and i just can't wait yeah i'll tell you a story in a minute about my my traveling mm-hmm. Um, and then you just have so many things. You've got best piano album, like global radio chart. You, I mean, when you, do you have like a room of awards or a wall or are they Um, in your, under your, tucked under your pillow at night? Like who's my favorite one? (laughs) (laughs) I started collecting them. I started putting them sort of, you know, out on a, on a, it's not a mantelpiece. It's just down in my office. And, um, and then after a while, I just I got sick of dusting things. So most of them are just sort of packed away. But the other day, I was doing a live stream concert, and I had to find something to put the lamp on. You know, when you do a set for live stream, okay, and you've got you've got you know your flowers, and then you've got mm-hmm. your light and your lampshade, and your your painting, and you, you're creating a set. So I had to um, have a space to put a lamp on, and I needed to lift it up about a foot, about twelve inches. And um, and so I got all of my ZMR awards. No, all of my ZMR awards, and I flattened them all out because they're kind of they're they're really pretty. They're really lovely, but they made this this sort of beautiful sort of display. You couldn't tell what they actually were. And then I put the lamp on top of it, and they look really pretty. So that's where they all are at the moment. They've got a lamp sitting on them. Perfect. (laughs) Dusting them all off. They don't really. They don't really mean. They don't really mean a lot, to be honest. And I, it's not that I mean to sound ungrateful because I'm not in any way. But the most important thing in my career is when I get an email from somebody and they yeah. say that to bring them out of their depression or I help them sleep at night or their mother is in hospital and she's dying of cancer and all she wants to listen to is my music. And that means more to me than any award. So I feel the same way. That's, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, when somebody yeah. holds up my book and says, hey, I'm in uh, Brazil or whatever, and I just read this book and it helped me change my life or whatever. Yeah, no, completely get it. it, it the yeah, little that, gold sticker on the outside of it is like, yeah, it's great, but what really matters yeah. is that smile on your face. <laughs> cool. Exactly, and that's the yeah. integrity about what we, what we do. You know, that's why we do it. We do it to, to try and try and share what it is that we do, I guess, rather than, you know, being sitting up there on some sort of pedestal, <laughs> you know, winning an award. <laughs> it doesn't no, really I, well, Yeah, no, I, I, get, I get it. But it, it means that you've, I do think awards, um, to me, awards mean you get to work harder. <laughs> I do. Awards sometimes <laughs> frustrate me. I'm like, oh, no, now i got to really work even harder to earn. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's, yeah. And not to earn another it's, award, but to validate having received that award. <sighs> yeah. yeah. Or when you go on stage and whoever's announcing you says, and, and this is Fiona Joy Hawkins, and she's done this and this, and she's won that, and she's had a song on a Grammy-winning album. And then you walk out on stage and you think, no pressure. <laughs> what am I going to yeah. do? You know, I'm going to have to that. play super, super well now after all of this. <laughs> Oh, yeah. So funny. So I think I think the higher you go as well, the more expectation there is and the further you have to fall. And when you live a lot of your career on the stage, um, you know, you, you it's 
there's a big responsibility with that. You know, when you walk out on a stage and there's a thousand people sitting there watching you, you've, you've got to be good. You have to be good. And the more expectation that's placed on you, definitely it's a lot harder. Yeah. Definitely. Now I've heard you, I've heard you. Yeah, no, I get it too. Especially, you know, one of the things that I, I, um, I want to talk about this too, because a lot of us are doing things at different ages. You know, I'm not 20, I'm not 25, 30, 35, 40, 45. Oh, you look uh, 25. Uh, yeah. So do you, I know, aren't we amazing? So more like 51. Yeah. And, um, you know, and we're doing things when I was a kid, it was like, no, 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 things stop at 40, you know, or whatever. And we're doing things later on in life and we're not giving up and we're continuing on and we're growing and all these things. Do you want to talk about, um, you know, the, the aging part of this? Well, I'm 57 in January and I've been very, very lucky because I've always looked really young right up till about the last I don't know, the last six years are starting to catch up with me in a big way. But I don't really care. I actually don't mind too much because I've seen so many people do really dumb things, you know, like have plastic surgery that just makes them look, it's just all wrong. And I'm not against plastic surgery at all. I think sometimes it's absolutely wonderful. But too many people have just done that whole panic at getting older and have just lost track of what's important and what is important is is to age gracefully with or without plastic surgery but to age gracefully and to to understand that the wisdom that you've gained from your age yeah. is the most important and wonderful thing and it's not about what you look like you know like you've earned those wrinkles so mm-hmm. um, embracing them is kind of a nice thing for me anyway <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, no. I have to embrace them yeah I've well, got no choice. <laughs> well, I think the alternative sucks. So you might, yeah, you should, you know, kind of thing. Where I think the goal is, I think people have this wrong. I think the goal is to age, <laughs> you know, and we're always yes. fighting it. And the goal is to actually age. And yeah, um, yeah. I, I what never quite understand. It is. Isn't it? It's a privilege to age. It's, it is such a privilege, yeah? They're hard-earned, those wrinkles, and they come with wisdom, and they come with life experience. And I don't know, I sort of feel, I feel more settled within myself as an older woman than I did when I was a younger woman, to be honest. You know, like, you look in, in the mirror when you're younger, and there's no wrinkles, and sure, you look pretty. I mean, all young girls do. They're beautiful. Um, but as you get... As you get older, you, you you just embrace those changes and, and the maturity, and, and I, mm-hmm. I quite like it. I, I feel smarter now. <laughs> oh, I do too. I feel more clever. And, well, I think you've, you can hear it in your voice too, and you can hear it in just one, th- one of the things you said. You're so comfortable. You were able to, you know, rearrange your awards and put a lamp on them. <laughs> comfy. <laughs> comfy yeah. zone, you know. And, and yeah. that's, that's rather than, you know, do the alternative, which be you know would be to have the whole wall filled with all of them, all shiny and all this stuff, and look at me, look at me mode. You did something completely <laughs> different, and they're subtly there, and yeah. you know they're there. Yeah, and I it's put cool. a laugh on them. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, perfect. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Um, so, all right. So, what can we find at FionaJoy.com? I notice people can. I think. I think. You are the site where we actually mooch something from you. And I think it was like the buy me a cup of coffee thing. 
Oh, you've got something. Did you? Isn't we that mooched, cool? Oh, yeah, we totally mooched your idea and put it on ours. We're like, that is cool. And I was trying That's to tell so cool. you that before when we were scheduled, and I'm telling you now, my friend and I took that idea from you. We used it. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, they should have they should have a buy me a glass of wine as well. I think that's a good idea too. Yeah, I, anything, flowers, whatever you want to buy us, we're good. Yeah, that's, it's great. It's worked well for me. I had to just try and figure out how to monetize streaming because sure. you do a concert and 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 you sometimes you're playing, sometimes it's a thousand views. I had one concert that had 130 thousand views, and I thought, wow, okay, I've got to monetize this. And I don't want people to pay to see my online streaming concerts because I want to, I'd rather if people can't afford it that they give absolutely nothing and that I reach people and that they just watch it. But for the odd person that can afford it, I wanted to monetize it. And that was the one, one of the ways that I did it. So I put that link up, you know, buy me a coffee or, um, you know, or go to band camp and, and a concert tip jar. So they're, they're good ideas for monetizing whatever it is that you do. Yeah, it's fun. We were like, all right, we're and people have bought us coffee. We're stunned. We're like, well, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> totally cool. Yeah, so thank you for that. Yeah, we we monetized a few things. We're like, that's pretty neat. So um, <laughs> what is, um, what else, like, what's next? Like, what's going on with you right now? Well, I'm in the recording studio today and the producer and uh, Rebecca Daniel, a violinist that I work with, um, and the the producer and the engineer were all just waving at me as they were going out to lunch, like, bye, see you, see you later. Sorry. So they've, they've all gone <laughs> and bad. left me, but that's okay. That's all right. I'm perfectly happy here. And they've set me up and they've given me a cup of tea and a bowl of chocolate. The mind boggles. They've given me, I think it's lint chocolate, actually. So yeah. I'm perfectly fine, but I am working on um, quite a few projects. I'm I'm always sort of recording, um, you know, live streaming, just sort of working out, you know, working on the next project. I'm thinking what's coming out next. I just put out Christmas Joy, and it's on all the streaming platforms, so you you can listen to that and find that. And I've got an album called Heavenly Voices, which is coming out. Um, with Blue Coast Records with Cookie Marenko as the producer and that was recorded live in San Francisco back in the day when we could travel. <laughs> yeah. Which is just... Travel. Um, no travel. I know, travel. Mm. Sad. Mm. Yeah, I, you know, I started... Tell me about the start of your 2020. I would share mine first. So, so I started out 2020 and so I'm a mom of four boys. Uh, they're they're <gasps> adult, you know, they're uh, a little older. They're um, so I don't have little kids anymore. <laughs> I used to though. Yeah. <laughs> they were like two, four, six, and eight. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah. No, yeah, no, four boys wow. each, two years apart. So now they, this wow. year, they're turning nineteen, twenty-one, twenty-three, and twenty-five. Okay. And yeah. as the little littlest one went to college, my husband and I were like doing the the we're gonna travel dance, you know, like yay, <laughs> we're gonna go someplace, you know, <laughs> kind of thing. And so we started off the new year going to California a few times, went to North Carolina. One of our sons plays college baseball, so we were down in North Carolina watching him. And then we came back from that trip and we got, you know, ring, ring, come get us from college. We have to come home. The college has been shut down, pandemic, you know, all that stuff. And so everybody oh. moved back in. And I don't know about you, and I'm I'm grateful everybody's okay. But 2020 was supposed to be um, a little different. I remember 
at the end of 2019, all of us were like, yay, 2020, woohoo, we're going to do cool things. Travel, yeah. do this, do that. Uh-huh. How about you? But now here's the thing, though. Pandemic, put, let's just put the pandemic over for a little bit. It's been a, there have been moments during this year that I never could have had without the pandemic. Uh-huh. That's I don't know how to. Lining. I, yeah, I, mm. it's just such a, it's such a bittersweet kind of feel. Um, yeah. What was your 2020 yeah. supposed to be like? Well, I was supposed to be in the UK. My husband and I were going to go over there and spend three or four months because he was born in Whitby, so which is in York. So we were going to go and spend a little bit of time over there. And obviously that didn't eventuate. But for me, there's been quite a few silver linings, like getting off the merry-go-round just with having a million things happening at once. I've got to sort of simplify my life. The other silver lining has been that I've, I've grown a vegetable garden. I've actually started growing veggies and concentrating on things like, you know, cooking and all those things that you do at home and painting mm-hmm. the house. And um, But, yeah, totally different year. The pandemic, who would have guessed this would happen in 2020? We would never have guessed this. No. You know, and I was in China. I was touring in China. And I was in Wuhan in, I'm just trying to think, it would have been October last year. How close was that? Yeah, we were in... Oh, close. No, I, I get it completely. And we were in, there were no travel restrictions. We were in California. No masks on, no anything, going back and forth through the, you know, everywhere. Um, in the From November to March. Um, we, I know, I've sort of been looking at the figures of what's happening over there in the U.S. and it's pretty serious in Australia. We've been very lucky, but that's that's the beauty of being a small, isolated island that, um, you know, that we have a lot less of it over here. So who knows where it's all leading to? Um, yeah. The odd silver lining is, is a good thing, but, um, yeah, yeah, it's hard to find well, the silver lining sometimes, isn't it? It, well, I, I'm sure it is for quite a few people. So that's why we talk yeah. a lot about um, finding gratitude and, and, and things like yeah. that. And we've we've kind of been encouraging people like when they feel like that, when they feel like they're stuck or when they feel like they're stuck in their house or they're depressed or whatever, to really pick up the pen or whatever it is that might be an outlet for you um, and focus in on five really good things. Five, five blessings. Uh, you yeah. know, just two, one, whatever it is, but really to kind of pull yourself up and out of that kind of thinking and just sort of flip it a little bit. And I call it the yep. gratitude flip, just to flip it and yes. think about something else when you feel that way. But I get it. Um, okay, so well, I want to talk about Australia. Can we? <laughs> Can we talk about Australia? Yes. Talk about I should tell you, talk about Australia. <laughs> I, yeah, I, just, yeah. I have to tell you one more tiny little story to make – Australia uh, makes sense for me. So when I was in third grade, I had a teacher, Mrs. Bettis, who was absolutely fascinated by Australia. And so she taught everything. I never would have known Australia the way I know it. (laughs) And I've never been there. I still want to go. She spent a whole year teaching us as much as she could about Australia. I'm certain it wasn't in the curriculum. I know it wasn't in the <laughs> curriculum. <laughs> um, because I, um, I know all the animals and the, 
I mean, we would, yeah. oh, and I saw that picture of you with a kangaroo. Oh, is that a kangaroo? Yes, yeah. Yeah, I used to be a wildlife information and rescue officer, and huh. I used to raise kangaroos, but this is a while ago. I'm just trying to think now, it be okay. nearly 20 years ago. But our wildlife is something special, you know, koalas and kangaroos and platypus. And, you know, we have some pretty special and amazing and interesting animals over here. And it's, um, yeah, it's, yeah it's, it's a completely different country. And I can say that because I spend so much time in the U.S. and I love the U.S. and I've got so many beautiful friends over there. Um, but it's just very, very different places. Um and yet we've got the same size country. Our, the footprint of our country is almost the same as the footprint of yours. Um, but we, you know, we have a lot more sort of probably sunshine, I guess, than what you have. You know, we don't, we don't get a lot of snow here. And, mm-hmm. um, and we don't have anything like your population size. We're a lot smaller. Yeah. Do you, um, yeah, it's a, it's a, anyway, yeah, I just fa- always fascinated by, by all, of all the animals, I guess, and all just all of it, it from the reefs to the sharks to the like the one yeah. creature I had to do my little report on was the wombat. <laughs> yeah, they're amazing. Yeah, <laughs> they're like for anybody who doesn't know what a wombat is, you know? give, give us a rundown <laughs> on what a wombat. If I mean, that's my pronunciation of it anyway. It's a wombat, right? Did I say it right? Yeah, wombat. Yeah, uh, they just they're just these little round things that just kind of waddle, you know, and they they go into into holes. And during the bushfires, um, apparently a lot of the wombat holes were inhabited by other animals, and multiple animals escaped the fires by going into the wombat holes. So they came, yeah, which is pretty amazing because that's what they do. They sort of, you know, burrow into the side of a hill or, you know, down into the ground and they create these amazing labyrinths of, of tunnels underground and that helped a lot of animals to survive. Good. I can only, I can only imagine how many animals would have been down there all at once. But if ever you've been to the zoo and looked at, at wombat holes and how they burrow you know when you look through the, the glass and you see the, yeah. the dissection of their of their little you know you see them in there they're so cute but yeah they go they go down a long way so yeah I, they're I like the most adorable and, thing yeah wombats are so cute yeah. now, are they actually friendly do you know um, I have no idea if they're actually friendly or not I, I don't think I'd want to go hug a wombat or anything but I don't koala so. maybe I teeth. they have teeth wombats have teeth oh. yeah Oh yeah, yeah. I'm good. Koalas, <laughs> koalas. <laughs> yeah, koalas saw, are just gorgeous. Yeah, yeah. What I, I saw on the news though were koalas that were burned. It was like, oh no. Uh, yeah, the bushfires were devastating, uh, and koalas are. Um, I mean, they're not heading towards um, becoming um, like they're, they're, they're quite quite rare in certain parts of Australia but mm-hmm. we lost we lost a lot of them it was really really sad um, a lot of people are adopting a koala and you know doing lots of sort of fundraisers to try and you know help look after them but very very sad and they're such lovely sweet animals they're very slow and I think that was why so many of them were affected by the fires because they they don't move quickly and they also instinctively go to the tops of the trees yeah. to escape 
anything. And of course, going to the top of the trees to escape a fire is the wrong wrong thing to do. Wrong direction. So, yeah. Yeah. Wrong way. Yeah. If I they, can't if imagine I'm in with down. the wombats, though. But yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh. Yeah. 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 The um. Now, are they ever? Are they? Are they ever? They're not mean at all, are they? They're just pretty peaceful creatures. No. They're, they're really lovely, and there was actually a lot of incidents of of koalas going up and, you know, crawling up somebody's leg, you know, during the fire and being oh, sure. hand-fed water. And, um, yeah, they're just, they're just a lovely animal. They're just beautiful, and they're sort of slow and cuddly. And, you know, when you, when you see the handlers with them in the zoos, you know, they just snuggle up to them. They're beautiful. Yeah, so that's great. why everybody wants to go there and hug one. Now, yeah. Um, yeah. we I knew we couldn't do this show without talking about I, – I was like, oh, I'm going to try and do this without talking about my love of Australia and animals, but I'm just not going to not do that. Sorry. So thank you for that. Okay. <laughs> um, is, is, that, is that your favorite – like, what's your favorite animal there? Is it a koala? My fa- well, I, I love Australian birds. I love magpies. Ooh. I love galahs. And I also love roos. Wait, what did you say? Particularly, I love magpies. Magpie what? As in oh, a magpie and a galah. Galahs How do you spell that? pink and gray. Um, G-A-L-A-H. Oh, okay. Galah. I'm going to Google that. Galah. Okay. Yeah, and then you said roos? Yeah, and, and roos. Uh, I like the eastern greys the most. I've hand-raised quite a few of them. They're a little bit more timid than some of the other types of roo. But they're just really, really beautiful animals. And um, just everything about, about you know, their survival mechanisms and how they can, um, you know, how, how many joeys they have and how they raise them. And, you, you know, you watch them with their joeys and they're so beautiful. I woke up this morning and I looked out the window and I saw a mother and a joey. And it's oh. really beautiful to watch them. Yeah, it's lovely. Were they eating yeah, your garden? Facebook page. <laughs> were they eating your garden? Yeah. The, yeah. They were were they really? <laughs> yeah, they were. <laughs> no. Yeah, that's what they do. <laughs> oh, yeah. And just, what do they eat in the garden? Well, mostly they just sort of eat the grass. But you can tell that they've been there, you know, because from the, all the rue droppings everywhere. <laughs> but they're so sweet. They're really – I'll post that. I'll share the photo across to my music page, which is public, and then and then if anybody wants to have a look, they can see the, the photo from this morning. Oh, I think there's about five cute. or six rues. Yeah, they're lovely. I really love them. I might have to write another children's book. <laughs> I think, yeah. As I'm talking, I'm like thinking, okay, I write about animals in everything I do. I'll have to think about this. Um, do okay. So, do you have any interest in singing at all for us, like totally on the radio, or should I just like abandon that idea? Because one thing I did not do was well, queue up like MP3s to play. No, you didn't. Okay. Well, um, when I sing, because my genre is uh, predominantly new age. We use voice as instrument. So a lot of it is, you know, long sort of layered vocals that are serial sort of sound, you know, enurish okay. layered vocals. So I don't I don't really do a lot with lyrics as such. So probably no. <laughs> okay, no. Yeah, no, so I thought you'd say, but I just wanted to make sure I I asked at least because I had not queued up all you know, various things. I didn't know what you wanted me to do there. So I you know, I've 
like I view this as like our first time getting to know each other and I hope you'll come back and um, we, you know, we can do more, more things. So what about Christmas joy? Tell, tell me about that one again. I love what's Christmas Christmas joy. Joy is, um, I like to think that there's no, no cliches on the album. You know, I've, I've sort of done, I've got jingle bells with didgeridoo. I've got Still, Still, Still with Paraguayan Harp. Uh, Walking in the Air is sung in Gaelic. So it's, it's really quite sort of interesting and different. It's mostly instrumental, but once again, um, voice is instrument, apart from the little bit of Gaelic. And, yeah, and I'm, I'm singing on that album. I don't sing on all of my albums, but I, I do enjoy singing. And I got to sing with Heather Rankin, you know, from the Rankin family. She is absolutely amazing. She sings on the album with me. Um, just thinking who else I have, um, oh, Alfredo so Rolando or, or Tiz playing the Paraguayan harp. And, um, yeah, a lot of inter- interesting instrumentation that you wouldn't necessarily expect. So it's probably one of my favorite albums, Christmas Joy. And I like Christmas as well. So. <laughs> oh, I love Christmas. Yeah. I'm, so I'm on your website. Uh, again, um, Fiona's website, everybody is FionaJoy.com. You have a lot of um, you have a lot on here. I mean, really, I know, truly, there's, the there's a lot on website. here. Yeah, you're there the only there. T-shirt. I know. <laughs> okay. I know. I sell it in China. I take it to China, and and because the girls there, which is amazing, because a lot of the parts from the jewelry come from China to Australia is made into jewelry, and then I take it back to China and I sell it. And, um, and the, you know, Swarovski crystal bracelets um, with, you know, with a little love heart with Fiona Joy on it. And, and yes, it's really sweet jewelry. It's a lot of fun. Now, on the car- can you paint or draw? Because there's cards. Or are those just things you're interested in? Are you an artist as I well? I can. Huh? I am okay. an artist as well. Yeah. I look, I'm not Talk a great artist, but I, I just love it. It's a lot of fun. It's yeah, I love working with color and design and, and particularly with abstract art. So, yeah, I do paint. These, these are beautiful. So Thank little, you. Okay, Thank hang you. on. I'm clicking. I'm, I'm clicking as we're talking here. Um, <laughs> do, do you have paintings that you sell or in your house? Or, I do. I know it's, I do. So, so and careful. I never have like, time to concentrate on it. So... I think I put the I put some photos up as a gallery on my website so people can go and have a look at the paintings and if anybody's interested I can always you know send them some photographs of works that I currently currently have. I'm always trying to do too many things at once. You know how it is. You sort of start doing something and then then you go off on a tangent and you do another album or you know do do a Christmas album or whatever and too many things at once. You have talent. Um, for so that was I have a I have a cat in the background. Her name is Mel, and she's the podcast kitty. And um, uh-huh. she's playing with a bird that is squeaking in the background. <laughs> so I can hear. She it. Comes, I know. I was like, I can hear it too. I'm like, okay, for anybody listening, uh-huh. that's Mel. But people kind of tune in to like see what Mel's gonna do. Um, and if it's a good sign because if she doesn't come out while we're on the radio, she's hosted like every show and she can hear uh, you. And so when she comes out, she's a feral cat that is, um, uh, is uh, you know, getting used to everything. 
and she must really uh, love you because she has brought all of her toys out for you to play with. Sweet. She can hear your voice. Well, I love, love cats, absolutely love cats. And my cat, she was an RSPCA rescue cat. I've had her for about eight months now. She made her very first appearance on my live stream concert, the one that's just gone past on Friday. So um, you actually see her on there. She's just beautiful. I just love her to bits. When we got her, she was 17 months old with a 12-month-old kitten. And the kitten oh, was cute. bigger than her. It was this saddest story ever because she was you know but we, yeah. we've we've taken her in we've fattened her up and um and finally she yeah she joined me to help me host my live stream concert <laughs> so i know how yeah, you feel what, they're lovely that's what i've got <laughs> yeah she's like she's looking at me like now like um hello you guys need to play with me and um yeah it's pretty funny so anyway that's that's cute and so animal person she must sense it um okay let's go back to your music uh just a little bit more tell us what is next for you where we should listen i heard you say every friday night but i want to go through it one more time and um, yeah it's actually thursday night in the u.s oh, thursday. because we live okay. in the we live in the future in australia we're ahead of you because i've so right now, what time is it there? Because it's 9.53. So it's okay, so it's basically. Monday. It's Monday, 1 o'clock here. So we're the next day. So when I, when I do my live stream concerts on a Friday, it's Thursday, either 4 o'clock in L.A. or 7 o'clock in New York. In Eastern. So, okay, yeah, yep, that makes yeah, sense. I'm in Maine and we're in we're Eastern, li- so... Yeah, yeah, you're you're on the East Coast. Um, so, yeah, so I'm doing my live stream concerts. You can listen to my music, um, you know, Spotify, Tidal, uh, Pandora, wherever you go to listen to music. Um, yeah, YouTube, I've got lots. I love making videos on YouTube. I, I think that's a lot of fun. I think in my next life I'm actually going to be a film director. <laughs> <laughs> One that's, more thing that's to cool. Do. <laughs> no, I could that that blends the art and the music, so I could see that. But don't wait till your next life. Yeah. You know, you got to maybe do that, do more of that now. Yeah, I think I've left my run a little bit late. I don't know anything <laughs> about it, but I certainly enjoy it enough to be able to make my own music videos anyway. So uh, I love YouTube for that. Um, but I'm I'm just really looking forward to getting through this pandemic and having life go back yeah. to normal and being able to to travel and come back and see all my friends in America. Um, you know, I've got my PR person Beth Hilton, Beth and Wendy, who, um, you know, I, I just want to get back and see everybody and and also make sure everybody's okay. I do worry about a lot of people because I, a lot of people have gone very quiet at the moment and I don't hear anything and I have to go check. You know, are they okay all the time? So. I just want the world to go back to normal. Yeah. I, you know, and some people are quiet because they need to be. Yes. That's how they cope. Maybe. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Or they've, or they've found something they like to do that was that's so different than what they were doing before. There's a lot of interesting reactions right now to, to how people, people are moving through. Yeah. A lot of people are doing cooking classes, online classes, art classes. They're doing things they've never done before. They're, you know, joining a gym. Well, actually not joining a gym, sorry. They, they, they're doing yoga classes, Zoom yoga classes, that sort of thing. And so um, I think we're all, I, I know I'm learning some new school, skills. I'm doing a uh, music synchronization course 
which is a huge deal. You know, it's a lot of work in that, but it, this is the perfect opportunity. You know, the world has slowed down a little bit, so it's a good chance to get educated. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I was trying to think of um, the things that I've I've done this year. I think one of the, the things that I've done is learn to play chess. Ah, I've never done that. Apparently it's very good for your brain. It is so much fun. It's super intimidating because you see those, um, you know, like all the people who can play chess 20 moves ahead of everybody and they're way smarter than, you know, all that kind of stuff. But there are just so many simple things where you can just play chess and play with the computer and no one knows how bad Uh you are. (laughs) starting out (laughs) and and, and I learned one of the ways I learn is to lose so I will intentionally Ah. move a piece here or there to see how it gets you know gobbled up quickly and I lose to see how the moves are made and how the pieces move and things like that so it's been really super Ah. fun to learn chess um yeah 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 so you're only playing with a, with the computer at the moment you're not playing yeah. with other and people and I'm actually just playing wow. on the Roku I don't know if they have a, a Roku there but you know the TV I'm just like actually playing uh, my our TV in our living room can do, it has a Roku hooked up to it R O K U and so you can download hmm. apps to the TV and I downloaded a chess app and I've just <laughs> playing chess and I <laughs> well yeah, yeah. Funny. I've been watching so, a, a lot more TV, you know, a, a lot more Netflix, and um, I've been watching The Outlander, which is love that oh, show. It's fabulous. It's yeah, the Scottish accents aren't they wonderful? Beautiful. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's funny. We all want an accent. You have the coolest accent already. Really, you want a different accent? Yeah, I want a Scottish accent. (laughs) (laughs) Funny, you've got a great accent already. Like I love your accent. Um, No, yeah, we're all kind of doing the same thing there. And then, so what's music synchronization though? Is that produce like music production? No, that's that's um, you know pitching music for licensing and you know films, games, advertising, TV. It's a whole. It's it's a little bit like the difference between playing tennis and golf. You know, they're both sports, but they're completely different directions. So I, I need to kind of learn that world and the jargon and the, you know, the, the the legal side of it and you know how to how to navigate those waters. You know, publishing and all that so sort cool. of thing. So it's a lot to learn, and uh, but I'm enjoying it. Fun. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's so cool. Like, so your music gets actually applied to different things. Uh, it could end up in a yeah. commercial or a movie or yeah. whatever. Is that what you mean? Yeah. So yeah. So it's one thing awesome. to have the music, but then you've got to put that other hat, that business hat on, and find placements for it. You know, in fact, you've actually got to put the business hat on to find ways to monetize the music, in any sense at all. You know, whether it's just sort of releasing it through a digital aggregator to you know to Spotify and Pandora and Apple Hoping iTunes people and buy Amazon. It. Yeah. Yeah, so there's all these different aspects of music business, and and I quite enjoy the business side of things, which is lucky for me because as an independent artist, you really have to know all of that. So it's it's a good chance. That's one of the silver linings is that you have more time to educate yourself and learn how those things work. Oh, I just learned something from you right there. Thank you for that. We're going to go into record mode, so don't worry about the the timing uh, notifications. We'll go about a minute longer to finish up, but. 
you know, as you were saying, music synchronization, I'm thinking like author and photography synchronization, like anything that you are creative with, the use of it, rather yeah. than depending on people to purchase it or, or whatever, mm-hmm. um, it doing something. Yeah. I had one of my pictures used in a movie. It's like the cover ah. of the movie. And I was like, oh, that, okay, wow, I get it. Yeah. So placement of of. I've had my one of my books yeah. appear in a movie and a photo and a photo in a movie. Like there's yes. that's what that's what one of my goals. Like I have more goals for that. Like where your book is actually in a movie. Like mm-hmm. I think that's yep. super yep. cool. So, like if a character's reading your book in the movie, I'm like, no, that's a di- that's yeah. a twist. But yes. sometimes so those are paid sync. placements, though. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. So we call it sync licensing. Um, and I mean, there's so much jargon too, you know, soups and a soup is a music supervisor, you know, who would have known? <laughs> I would have so known. learning all the jargon so I can, I can sort of move in those, in that world, you know, and understand how, how to pitch my music. Yeah. There's a lot Love to it. it. <laughs> oh, I bet. Yeah. yeah. We're all, lifelong learning. All right. Um, Fiona Joy Hawkins. It has been so lovely to meet you and be able to speak with you and learn more about you and all of your amazing talents. Um, and uh, I hope I'll come back and I hope you'll, um, I know I, I was talking to Wendy about maybe having you write or do some videos or something like that for our website. I think that'd be so much fun. I would love to just let me know what you need and, and thank you so much for having me. It's been lovely chatting. I, I really, I've had a lovely time. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. All right. Um, so that's amazing. That's Fiona Joy Hawkins, everybody. Um, <clears throat> she, her website, yeah, FionaJoy.com and Flow the Group. And it has just been wonderful to be able to speak with Fiona live from Australia for the past hour. That went by fast, didn't it, Fiona? <laughs> oh, my gosh, it has. We've been speaking for one hour and one minute. <laughs> Yeah, perfect. All right, everybody. Thank you. Thank you again, Fiona. Thank you, Wendy, for arranging this. And um, thank you all so much for listening. And I think I kind of want to leave this with like a heartfelt thank you to Will. To Will. Because to Will he, Ackerman, I think so. Yeah. Doesn't it feel like that? Um, that's a yes. cool moment. I, I don't know. That just seems like such a beautiful thing to have somebody believe in you and, and find you and, and, and be so uh, pivotal, you know, like a, I don't know. I, I don't know. Pivotal. Is pivotal the right word? Mentor. Instrumental. Mentor. Yeah. Instrumental in your life. <laughs> there you go. I love it. <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> no pun intended. All right, everybody. Take care. Thank you again, Fiona. Thank you all for listening Bye. so much to the best ever you show. Bye. And um, again, thank you very much. Remember, we're grassroots here at the Best Ever You Show. So this isn't funded through, um, you know, advertising and things like that. And so when we do have guests on, we really appreciate um, all of your downloads and your embracing our guests um, to the fullest. And I love you guys for that. We wouldn't have so many million downloads on a radio show without that. So again, FionaJoy.com, FlowTheGroup.com. And uh, let's give Fiona a huge best ever you. Thank you and welcome to our community and uh, embrace her. So thanks everybody for listening. Have a great night. Thanks for listening to the Best Ever You Show. Want more? Visit us at BestEverYou.com. Be your best and keep it real. 
confident, successful, caring, and beautiful every day with Best Ever You. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchases, forward, prohibited by law, 18 plus, terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.